You hear me well? Can you hear me? Will? Hello, welcome. Are you able to hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can now. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I can hardly see you, but I can hear you. I can hear you. Great, great, great. How are you this evening? Good. I'm great. Yay. Had a busy day. But I can imagine. I am going to <laughs> tap in on Facebook to make sure that I, everything is good there. Feel free to share it on your page. So that we can maximize the exposure. And we are on Facebook and YouTube, personal and business page on Facebook. And we are on YouTube. Okay, I caught some of it. Maybe we have a bad connection. I'm on Facebook and YouTube. You hear that? All right, all right, all right. So I am honored to have you here this evening. We will get started. It is 8.50. I am so very excited. I am. There we go. <laughs> That's my big mouth. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> is that better? It is. is that better? It is. Okay, so we've got in two different places. We have an echo. Something has to be muted. How are you in two different places? So one, oh, that's your phone. Let me see. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Do you prefer to be on your phone? or the other device? I muted my desktop. Or, or the other device. 
it's still an echo. Something is happening. Okay, let's see. Maybe the sound on the desktop is coming through your phone. Yeah. So I can do this. How about that? So that way. Is that better? Eliminate the middle man. How about that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. And now that the phone gives you more clarity in your face because we couldn't see your face. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. So I am so excited to introduce you to the audience in the bubble sphere. We are just a bunch of people who like to have fun and relax. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know this man, he is Will Brown, an author, singer, songwriter, and he can sing. I had the pleasure of singing with him last weekend, and people thought that we had been singing together and rehearsing that song forever. But no, we just met, and bam, that's when you know folks can just sing. <laughs> <laughs> you are from Newark, New Jersey. I am been in Atlanta for dang near thirty years. Wow. Yes. And you are blazing the trail. You have been featured on many media platforms and all around traveling the world. And I want to get into you, your stories, the characters that you write about. And any other thing that the conversation leads to, let's get in it. Okay. Go I'm back. excited. All right. All right. The topic of our conversation will start at surrendering. Your book, and I got it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make sure that you have a link so that you can also get his book. You've written, what, 14 books? 14, yes. Man, we need Working to on 16. We need to go <laughs> ahead and clap it up for that right there. 14 published books and the surrender. What was, can you give us a high level summary of what this uh, novel's about? Okay. Three women. Three different stories, three great friendships. Uh, basically, the storyline is about their journey through college into womanhood. And they have these tabletop conversations and they're actually critiquing each other's lifestyles and the things that they're doing right and the things that they're doing wrong. And each character has a dynamic of its own, yet they have these secrets that they share. So we have one character whose name is Dee. She's a flight attendant. We have another character whose name is Tanya. And she's a well-established housewife. 
And then you have Laura, who is a devout Christian, and she's holding on to this prophecy that God is going to send her this great man of God, and he's going to take care of her and her mother. Okay, right on cue. Hi, Angelica. I have a sister friend of mine. She just joined in, and she sound her character. She sounds like the character Laura. Oh, Angelica, cool. I hope that you. I hope that you heard what Will just said. Oh my goodness. So what was your inspiration for these characters? Well, I just retired from the airline industry a year and a half ago. So of course, you know, there's a interaction is a daily interaction with staff members as well as colleagues, uh flight attendants in particular, who come in. And there's always a story, whether it was on the flight, whether it was at the gate, or even being at home. And in most cases, because flight attendants are very liquid and, and fluid throughout the system, when they come home, in some cases, the spouses may not know that they're coming home. Oh. And to their surprise, someone's sleeping in their bed. Oh, oh. Outside of that, you know, prior to 9-11 and TSA, there were just a plethora of incidences that may happen at the gate where the wife may catch the husband flying out with the mistress or the husband catching the wife flying out with her side boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, TSA TSA put a layer of uh, a little buffer on the, the cheaters. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I just think that it was just all of those scenarios as well as having conversations with my colleagues that I just started doodling and I just came up with the storyline. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and that, I could see that being a good source of inspiration. Uh, so we have some comments on the coming in from YouTube. And Angelica said she is available to act. So when you go to produce these stories into feature films, you already got people ready to be cast. Yes, I'm excited and definitely going to be campaigning for that. So please stand by. For sure, and we'll have to make sure to bring you back when it's time to cast. Yes. But hey, the, centerpiece, the centerpiece of the book, thinking in terms of the title, it's really about surrendering to God. Okay, okay. Because everything that you're going through, if you're not giving it to him, you're actually in your own way. How about that? And God says, cast your cares on me and I'll deliver you out of them all. <laughs> so yeah, I just that. felt like the title fit the storyline and as well, you know, it, it, it would just gather someone's attention to wonder, what does I surrender all about? Absolutely. 
And and that was something that I was playing around with when I titled the episode. And I said, surrender so that you can survive your past. Because yes. so many of us, we try to, we try to, figure it out on our own. We try to, I know personally, I am a a person who has often gotten in my own way. And then the moment that I surrendered to God. Ooh. <laughs> it's a load off your shoulders, right? Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I'm still getting people texting me about the show. Yes, we are on. We are live. So I would like to talk about Dee because she was actually the flight attendant. Okay. And in college, she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Of course, one of the college football stars who went on to be uh, drafted into the NFL. But he really didn't want to have a baby. He certainly wasn't willing to get married. But, of course, he's financially stable, so he's taking care of his daughter, but he's not being a father to her daughter. And because of that, she is every man's spiderweb. Mm. She's attractive. She's charismatic. She's the light in the room wherever she is and she's taking advantage of every man that she encounters because of that inner demise of her baby's father not marrying her and she having the life that her girlfriend Tanya has because her and Tanya got pregnant at the same time in college. Okay. And Tanya's baby father married her, went, off to been, went on to be with the NFL. He's, of course, multimillionaire. However, Tanya's husband gets injured. And while he's out on leave, he has an affair with Tanya's sister's best friend. And they have babies a month apart. Oh, someone <laughs> please call 911. <laughs> Yo, listen, I have endured a whole lot of stuff in, in relationships, but a baby, that's one. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we so like plot, yeah, the plot thickens. Because she Ooh. loves her husband, Drew, but now it's a love-hate relationship. Oh, yeah. And she has to confront her, her sister's girlfriend because now she's flaunting that baby around like, I have what you have, and he wanted me. Oh. And, and Tanya okay. going to tap, tap, tap her up because... <laughs> It's bad enough you had the baby, but you're not going to flaunt the baby. Pick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. You don't flaunt you the baby. You to be quiet, you little side chick. Yeah. Yeah. you just a side <laughs> piece. So it Ooh. it really gets deep. And now she's dealing with self-esteem. 
She's a beautiful woman in her own rights. But now she's dealing with self-esteem. Why did my husband go out and have an affair? Like, what is it about me that didn't meet his expectation? But through that, she reinvented herself. She got into real estate. She became a broker. And now she's the manager over several properties. And really starting to live her best life, but still dealing with self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So her girlfriends that's, take that's her a out. Very real thing. Yes. <clears throat> women women often internalize that infidelity. Um, I, I don't understand the psychology behind it, but we take that on our shoulders and it's hard to shake. It is very, very hard to shake. I will say that, but go ahead, go ahead, because this story is juicy and the comments are going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So through her journey, uh, she has a girl's girl's day out. So they take her, she gets a makeover, you know, she gets the, the, the makeup done, the hair done, you know, she's looking more beautiful than ever. And she goes out for dinner. And the centerpiece of this entire story is about these table talks. So now they're out having dinner. And the other aspect of D is that she's messing with this high profile attorney named Chauncey. He's married Mm. and he's willing to give her anything that she wants. And of course, she's manipulating and using him. Except a ring, though, right? Exactly. So uh, it's the clause is no ring, and we're not going to use the L word. However, everything that they are about is the L word. He's talking to her on the phone while he's in the bathroom, and his wife is in the bedroom. Every time they get together, he's giving her ten to fifteen thousand dollars. He's giving her jewelry. He's giving her gifts, and she's soaking all of that up like a sponge. And ultimately, she realizes that because of what her girlfriend is going through, Tanya, with the adultery, that she has to let Drew. Um, she has to let Chauncey go because. They're now telling her, how can you help me as my girlfriend know that I'm suffering and what I'm going through and you're dealing with the married man? Yeah, yeah. That's the table talk, Pete, so. (laughs) We we might need to host the in-person conversation. I saw a, a live, a young lady was live on Instagram today and she was going on and on and on about her attraction to married men. Wow. And I'm like, baby girl, you have to figure you out before you can, you know, and she's like, all men are this and all men are that. I'm like, nah, it sounds like a shit. Yeah, that sounds real <laughs> personal. That sounds real personal. It sounds like you, because yeah. I, I don't get caught in those situations, so it can't be all men. Like, and so yeah, I I think we need to we need to uh, possibly schedule a, our own table talk. Oh, I'm telling you, it gets deep. It really gets deep. 
And let me be clear. These are real stories that you just adapted to the book? Kind of, sort of. Okay, okay. You know, I I just kind of got into my innovative, creative juices. and You used the kind of the initial story to launch into the characters more in yes. depth in the book. Okay, that's that's yes. fine. It's still juicy. I like yes. to hear more. This is like, yes. this is better. So than now, now, Laura, she comes from this devout Christian family. Her father's a gospel singer. He's out on tour. He's, you know, he's the case. He's the safe keep of the family. So the mother, along with the father, you know, they, they have this dynamic relationship with the bishop. So they've made this arrangement that Laura is going to marry the bishop's son so that when the bishop retires, he's going to give the church over to the son. And she's going to be the, now Laura's going to be the first lady. Unbeknownst to Laura, she doesn't know that the bishop's son is running havoc around the church, giving two, three girls babies, and has totally shattered her dream. So when she goes off to college, she is a loose cannon because now she's trying to find herself. She's sleeping around. She's with the white boys. She's with the Asian boys. She's with the black boys. She's with all the boys. Rainbow Coalition of her own. <laughs> so, so Tanya, Tanya and D, they actually grabs her by the collar and says, "Hey, we're gonna make you our third roommate because you, you got to pull yourself in." So that's how the three of them became connected. Now the journey through that is Laura is an great athlete. So she was on this tennis club and she's on this tennis team and she's like really making a name for herself. And she befriends one of the girls on the tennis team whose brother was incarcerated and now he's coming home. And out of jealousy, she sets Laura up where the brother rapes her. Yes. And this totally takes Laura to a whole nother level of emotions. Now, the great part is for Dee and Tanya, because they've been on campus for a minute. They know all the dope boys. So they brought retribution to the young lady and her brother for setting Laura up to be raped. Yeah. and now Laura's been Laura's been celibate for 10 years. And she's holding on to this promise and prophecy that she's going to meet this great man of God with the mega church and he's going to take care of all her problems. And now she's also encouraging her girlfriends because Dee's messing with the married man as well as any man. Tanya's going through adultery. She loves her husband, but she's totally devastated that he's had this in a, has this affair, and especially with her sister's best friend. And she's flaunting this baby, and their babies are a month apart. And now, like, what am I going to do with my life? 
And Laura is the centerpiece to them coming to the church to get rid of all of this, these, this drama and, and these personal issues that you're not willing to let go of. And the benefit... Take this to Netflix. Like, this the <laughs> and the benefit is Laura's connected to the church. She's the, she is in the clique of the who's who. She's the bishop's wife's assistant. So she, she's in that infrastructure of the church that she knows everything that's going on. Oh man! So, so the comments. So, I want to. I want to keep up with the comments. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. So yes, yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick Ellaby said, "How can you keep track of all that dish?" And then Mickey Grayson said, "When you bring a baby home, that's a whole. That takes things to a whole different level." Absolutely, takes <laughs> things to a whole other level. Because <laughs> he, he lucky he didn't get the Al Green <laughs> dream. <laughs> man, listen. I'm talking about you want to be featured on the Cowboys tonight. I grit to wake you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle. Oh my so, goodness. Laura, so Laura is doing her best to like, y'all got to come and meet the bishop. Y'all need to come to the Y'all need to get rid of all this pain. But she has pain of her own because she didn't want to leave college to go back home because it would have been an embarrassment and she just didn't want her family to have to deal with that. Mm. So they, they all have these secrets and these table talk conversations is their opportunity to release all of that burden, all of that stuff. Whew. That men and women you know, alike talk about. Yeah, yes, yes. So I'm I'm ready to start planning yeah. the, uh, the event, man. Nisa, and 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 ironically, <laughs> she meets Pastor Jordan. Okay. Who's gonna be everything and aesthetically that she thought the prophecy was ah. or is? So so it's fool's gold. <laughs> yeah, as they say, don't judge the book by the cover. <laughs> Man, killing me. I mean, he's suave, he's, he's dynamic. You know, he's a great pastor, he's a great preacher. He's got that gift of gab, but he used to be in the street, you know. And, you know, I mean, he was, he was in the yeah, he was in the farm. He was in the pharmaceutical market. That's such and such still need to be delivered a little bit. <laughs> so he used his his urban street skills, you know, to come back to the church and, you know, he. Oh, come on, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna hit a piece of. Keep my daddy on here, don't. Daddy, you wouldn't do that, would you? Yeah. <laughs> And again, Laura's the cent she's one of the centerpiece girls in the clique. And you know, he's like, ooh, who is that? It's I got to get Isaac, I gotta get to know her. And of course, she's like, I've been waiting on you. Mm. So, so now her ambitions are clouding her judgment, it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of mm. course, superficially, she sees what she sees, not understanding there's layers under that that. Once she gets, once she taps into that, it's, 
it's going to be a whole different story because in book two, you know, they have to encounter the feds and it's going to be real ugly. So this is a series, ladies and gentlemen. So the book I Surrender is is the first of three, is it? Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. And the second one is titled what? Without rhyme or reason. Because it gets deeper. Because how do you get deeper than that? Like <laughs> well, she meets Steve. She meets oh my Steve. Gosh. My nerves and Steve, of course, once she once she gets Tanya and and Dee to church, you know, the bishop is going to ask everybody to hold hands so they can have this corporate prayer. And when she grabs Steve's hand, it's just this enormous power of electricity that's going to go through both of them. Mm. And she's going to, of course, the Lord's going to try to resist it because now her whole mindset is on Pastor Jordan. Mm. Unbeknownst to her, she doesn't realize that Steve was a pastor through his father's legacy. The father had a church. He passed it down to him. And when he came with the new vision, the members didn't receive it. So he opted out of being a pastor and he's he's really uh, invested with uh, technology. Mm-hmm. So he goes out to all the churches, sets up their social media, sets up all their sound systems. So that's his forte. So when he goes to any church, he he's getting front row access. Mm-hmm. So. Laura has no idea who Steve is, but she's going to get to know that great things come in small packages. Because <laughs> he's going to be everything that she was looking for. It was just not in the form of what she expected. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> Because that smoke, one day, I feel like I need a cigarette right now, like because <laughs> that one that one day, you know, they're gonna all go out to dinner afterwards after church, you know, as we do. And once she starts to get to know who he is, you know, it's it's like peeling a banana back, you know. If the more you peel, the more is exposed to realize like this is such an epiphany moment to realize that God has brought me a blessing that I don't really have room enough to receive because mm. I didn't expect it to be this great. They said it's Steve's, Steve is a little bitty. <laughs> Steve little a little short, man. Little short guy, but powerful. Okay. Yeah, powerful to the point she can't resist it. But Steve sounding like the Boaz y'all been praying for. Yes. Oh, wow. So eloquently said, he's the Boaz. (laughs) So now now I'm going to add some more dynamics. Okay, okay. Tanya 
while she's out having dinner, Josh is sitting there. And okay, he's so who's told, Josh? We didn't, we didn't meet Josh. Who's Josh? Josh is the man who's going to change Tanya's life. Okay. He's attracted to her from afar. Because remember, they had these table talks. So while they're out dinner, she already done got a makeover. She already got her hair done. And he's admiring her from a distance because, of course, she's sitting with with uh, Laura and Dee. And Dee being who she is, she's thinking that he was attracted to her. So she goes over to introduce herself and he tells her, who is your girlfriend? So of course, details him that, well, she's a married woman. Very, yeah. Of course. So he says, okay, but give her my number. What you so mean got to do with me? <laughs> so D takes the phone number, comes back to the table, tells Tanya, of course, that this gentleman has been admiring you from afar and he wants me to give you his phone number. And Tanya being, you know, more morally sound, wanted to reject the offer because she's married mm-hmm. and she's she's already dwelling in pain of the adultery that her husband's gone through and the baby situation. And now how am I going to resolve this? Cause I, I really don't want to leave him, but I want to make him pay for what he did. She's a woman scorned. Hell hath no fury. <laughs> so she takes, she, she eventually takes the phone number and she calls him. And they go out for dinner. And now she's trying to prepare herself for the unknown. But she's looking beautiful because she is beautiful. It's just that she's in that emotional place to not feel beautiful. Mm. But of course, you know, the girls done hooked her up with the makeover and encouraged her to at least go on this date and see what this man is about. So Josh had just moved from Texas. He has a son and he's a businessman and he's trying to reestablish himself. And now Laura's telling him about all her pain. Only for him to tell her your story is not as bad as you think. Because while I was in the military, I met my wife And she told me that she was a nurse. And eventually I found out that when she was working at night, when I would come home, my friends would tell me that they saw her out at the strip club. So she told him she was a nurse, but actually she was a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) She was probably administering some aid. (laughs) So he actually caught her one night, you know, 
when he came home on leave and went to the club because everybody telling me he's like, no, my wife's style, she's a nurse. And wow, <laughs> she's on the stage, and you know, she, hey. <laughs> she, she saw her be while she was dropping it like she hot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So he he took his son and he moved. Oh dang, she lost the kid too. Yeah. So now the son's on his That's way a big to college. Lie. You can't you can't you can't rebound from that. That's a big lie. Hey. Like uh, and actually I got that. I got that out of truth. Somebody shared that uh, out of his truth. Wow. It was a passenger. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, it was, so, yeah. I mean, not just ladies, but I'm going to speak from a woman's <clears throat> perspective. That's not a lie you can cover up. No. He, you you lie about buying some stuff from Amazon, maybe. <laughs> you don't lie about being a stripper. I don't, like ah. Yeah. Ah. You're talking about a crossfire. I mean. Yeah. Hey, Florida's in the house. We got, hey. we got from all over the place. Hey, Valerie. Hey. Yes, so this is this has been like juicy. Like I oh, am, it never I stops. It. I can it see never. it. Like we gotta, we gotta make this, we gotta make this series happen. We gotta start casting and filming and scouting locations. And oh my gosh, we need, we need. To, oh dang, people are on strike right now. Ugh. I think this is just an awesome platform, though. You know, once the word gets out, because. <laughs> And the thing that I like about the book is that it gives everyone the opportunity to realize that if they can't relate to the character, verbatim being maybe one of the individuals, that they know someone that fits the character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know very many people who haven't experienced being cheated on. I know quite a few people who have had babies made on them. Um, I know uh, way too many people who have been raped. All of their stories are relatable. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And there are so many things that even if people seek help, like let's take um, Laura, even when people seek help for such a trauma, they don't always follow through and stick with it and to the point of a certain level of healing. Healing is a journey yeah. that I don't think ever ends. No. It's not a destination. And I don't think that a lot of people realize that. You don't just wake up one day and say, I'm healed. I'm over you know, mm -hmm. my loved mm -hmm. one being killed. I'm over being raped. I'm, you don't wake up from that. Um, it is a journey. You do get to a place. If you do the work, you can get to a place where you're healthier. 
mm-hmm. and, and able to continue life without the trauma taking over. But that one of the one of the components of the Blowing Bubbles podcast is um, mental health. Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole idea of blowing bubbles came from. In case you haven't heard it before, so blowing bubbles is a means of coping. It's a means of therapy that has helped me to not lose my mind up in here. I literally will blow some bubbles because punching people is wrong. Yeah. So I think that it is important for me to interject. You know, we, we're enjoying the juiciness, but there are so, so many layers to what these women are dealing with. Yes. And now you're saying this patient, this uh, passenger, his wife was out there stripping and he had to, you know, preserve his sanity and, and protect mm-hmm. his child. And he left her, which mm-hmm. that was extremely reasonable to do. Um. There's a lot of mm-hmm. mental help in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I can I can totally see it. So you know anybody that is uh, dealing with any of that, man, just know that there are resources out there. If you have any 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 mental health issues, the number is going across the bottom of the screen. It does say suicide prevention hotline, but it is a mental health resource all around 1-800-273-TALK. That's 8255, 1-800-273-8255. So I'll leave that up for a few minutes and I want to let you get back to the story because you just have so many juicy twists and turns and it's it's just getting, it's just getting really good. And I want to hear some more. Okay. So D, (laughs) of course, she has to confront Chauncey to tell him this is the last time. So of course he says, the last last time was the last time, but is this finally gonna be the last time? And if you say it's really gonna be the last time, then we're gonna use the L word. He's sucking her in. She don't see manipulation in that. Don't do it. We consider. Yeah. Reconsider. Sure. We're going to walk away with the L word. And of course, uh, all of the seduction and all of the uh, all of the passion of this being the last goodbye. So there's their sexual haven goes to a whole nother level because they just let it all go for the last time. How many more last times does she have? <laughs> now, the segue to that is Dee's daughter, her name is Terry. She's 12. And she's a little, she's a little Mama D, because like she's Mama watching, D, like Scrappy's Mama D. She, yeah, she's watching her mom do all this stuff, oh, but geez. yet, yet D's mother. See, I wanted to connect a generational cycle because 
the yeah. mother, the mother is a kept mother because Dee's taking care of her mom because her mom is taking care of her daughter while she's flying. So whatever whatever Dee's mom wants, she gets. And now she's at this stage of life that, well, I don't have a husband anymore. And you're you're literally supplying my material needs so that I can present myself for the man who's looking for me. While I'm taking care of your daughter, who was a little grown up because she's used to seeing her grandmother with all of the trinkets of material things. She's watching her mom. They, they're living their best life because her father's still taking care of them financially. Mm. He's just not a father present. But the nuance to all of that is that she's going to meet someone who is a single father, a single parent father, who has a son. And the segue to that is that he, it's just gonna be a, a match made from heaven because he's a music producer. His wife was a video vixen and she got caught up in the drugs and left him and the son only to realize that she messed up the best thing that she ever had. And now she's trying to come back and he's not allowing her to come back because he walked away, not only from the marriage, but you know, she walked away from her son and the son is, you know, he's revered with animosity. Yes. But ultimately he's going to end up being a father to these daughter. And Dee's going to end up being the mother to his son. Ooh, hey, Ty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so, Ty, listen. My girl Ty is, she's a filmmaker. We, it's okay. like we, got the, we got a cast in here. We got the producer in here. You the writer. All right. I think we have a... Um, I think we have a whole little something going on. We have a situation brewing right here, right now. Oh my goodness! It, it really it so gets Rico, so that's what deep. kind of videos? A typical video vixen is like the girl <laughs> with the you know the big button, the smile, who's in all the the rap videos. All the videos. So yeah. that's that's the definition of a video vixen, not the not the nasty video. No, 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 no. We're talking top ten videos. You know, she's. She's making a name for herself just on that alone. Because there's a bucket of females that you always see them in all the videos. In all the videos. Yeah. But I figured I wanted to do something dynamic to really make D. Because even when D goes to Laura's house, Laura's mom have these conversations with D like, when are you going to find a man and stop? destroying every man's life that you meet. You have a daughter that you need to be really focusing on and find a, someone that can be a father to her or she's going to end up growing up just like you. And like that's the caveat between, because Laura, she comes from good roots in terms of her Christianity. 
So when Dee goes to her house or Tanya goes to her house, you know, Laura's mom is like the footprint of giving you sound wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And they have no choice but to accept it only to realize that they're going to deny it once they leave because they still take matters into their own hands. <laughs> but... Yeah. I am <clears throat> I I have been so busy that honestly hadn't dug into the book yet. And I told myself Sunday, I was like, I gotta read the book, I gotta read the book. And life kept lifing. So I didn't read the book. But now I have to read this. I'm going when you read the book, you're gonna sit when you read the book, you're gonna set up another you're gonna set up another cast for us to come back and oh for sure. I already know you, I already know you, we gotta do this you're gonna have do so this. many questions you're gonna have I mean I'm just giving a superficial layer for everybody to kind of bite on but you're gonna have the so many questions said, what a web we weave yes <laughs> yes yeah I would love to see this come to life like this is visually yeah. There's so many layers to these stories, so many twists and turns. And it's like, how could you not be like, this is the kind of thing that goes viral on Netflix, mm -hmm. like where everybody's sharing it on social media. And they're like, you got to see it. You got to see it. The season over. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff Netflix is dropping big money on. We got to we got to get this done. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. And I, so my my cliffhanger even once you read the book is my signature because that last page is going to leave you salivating for what happened next. The last word is going to leave you like, what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's tempting. I'm not going to do it. I don't, I don't want to know the end. I want to know Oh my God, it's it. going to be, yeah. I want to experience it. That's what it feels like. This can be an experience. Like everybody it, it out isn't. there, I think if you, all that we heard about these characters, I think it would still be like a total page turner to just yeah. read the book. This is so, so I'm going to, I'm going to bridge some, I'm going to bridge some more characteristics to the characters. Tanya is going to end up going to Josh's house. Okay. Because again, he just moved in. He's, you know, he's living large. So he gets, you know, she gets to go into his estate. You know, it's not really furnished yet. Still work in progress, but you can already see it's like the template is there for him to really, you know, As we women think for her, to, to yeah. put her stamp on it. That's how we think. Oh, yeah. ooh, I can, absolutely. I can do something in here. Mm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but she's living a certain lifestyle as well because her husband is a millionaire. So it really just it, it gives her an opportunity to see that, okay, this is at least somebody compatible on my level in terms of materialism. Yeah. But he's a very sound guy. So she tries to make an attempt 
to sleep with him. And he resists. He says, I'm, I care so much about you, knowing your pain and knowing what you're going through. I don't want you to do this out of resentment. I want you to heal and fix your marriage. However, if you leave him, I'm available. So if you want to lay here with me, I will cuddle you, I will cover you, but I'm not going to sleep with you. That blows her mind. All right, Josh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Josh. Wow. Oh, I mean... Now, there are some men like that, but of course, you know, most women would feel like, oh, no, I know that didn't happen, but. I, I can I can definitely attest to that. There are some men. Ladies, there's some good men out here that'll do that. There really, really, really are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are, are, you, are you portrayed in any of the characters in the book? Your absolutely. own story? No, absolutely None. not. None. Ah, man. Okay. I was gonna try to pick out okay which you can still pick my brain though because you know okay okay uh <clears throat> is there anything that we've we've gotten to know the mind of the author what is something that you would like to share about will the man who are you wow well <laughs> Music has always been my number one passion. I started playing guitar at 14, self-taught. Then I ventured into piano, self-taught. Uh, I've sang with the group, The Moments, who went on to become Ray Goodman and Brown, but okay. they couldn't take it. And, and you know, it's, it's like, New Edition becoming Bill Bell the Bow and yeah yeah Ralph Tresvan and then Johnny Gill and yeah so you just divest the group because okay. you can't take the name but you can divest the group and everybody can still get, gain their fame and still make money yeah yeah so yeah I sang with that group for six years then I went on to audition mm -hmm. for Kuna Gang when JT left um. I did sub background for the OJs because a lot of people don't realize that you hear you hear that strong sense of background only to realize if you look maybe to the left or right to the stage, there's extra singers, <laughs> but you're focused yeah. on the group. Yeah. So yeah, so I was one of those filling singers that people probably never paid attention to. Okay. Okay. Um, I was on tour with Taylor Dane. I did an Asian tour. And I became a songwriter because music just totally had me infatuated. I, back in the day, I had a voice like Eddie Kendrick's uh, Dramatics. Anybody that had uh, um, uh, Blue Magic, 
Can we get a sample? What's wrong with my mind? What's come over me? I thought I would just be calling my name. Must be insane. I just can't explain. What's come over me? What's come over me? Don't tell me I'll stumble upon you. Close my mind in the days. But this can't be as real as I wanted. So I let you go and run away. <laughs> Nisa, I need you, girl, with the sound effect. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. but, I got, but you know what? I got away from my tenor when I started listening to people like Peebo Bryson, um, LTD, Freddie Jackson. And it took my voice to a whole nother level. Okay. Cause I got into my natural range, mm -hmm. you know, Will Downing. And I, I just became more diversified musically. Uh, you, you, you're dropping some heavy hitters here. Now, I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure of singing with this man. It was so <laughs> incredible. I never met him before. Saturday? Was that Saturday? Saturday, and that's correct. When we finished singing this duet, people kept saying, how long y'all practice that? I ain't never laid eyes on this man. I just bought your book and it was just like, bam. Yeah, it was I, magical. It was magical. And crazy yeah. enough, I can't find any recordings of it. it it's, I thought, I remember a lot of cameras in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know those people because they apparently didn't record it and share it to to Mark's page. Um, one person did say something to me and this guy had his phone in slow-mo. So we sound real crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I didn't know I was in slow-mo. But yeah, that's the only person. And he has like a huge, like 170,000 followers on social media. I'm like, you got me sounding oh, like a, a serial killer. <laughs> 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 but yes, we did. We did sound amazing. I hadn't sang in quite a while, especially that song. Yeah, it was, was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, it though. Was a pleasure. I had so much fun. So maybe when yeah. we do our uh, when we do our table talk in person, we're gonna have to give the folks something to see. Yeah, we'll give them a little something, something. <laughs> but that's how I got into the literary arts as a songwriter. And um, I, I, I was really impressed by your song as well. So for those that don't know, she's an awesome songwriter based on the song that I heard. So that really allowed me to think of her even more highly. And to know that, you know, she, she's a very creative person. Yes. My parents are, they were the perfect collaboration. Um, both of my parents are creatives. My mother, man, well, you met my mother. Um, yeah. 
she has like probably one of the most dynamic voices I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, and, and my dad can sing. My father was a writer. My parents had a production company when I was growing up. I tell oh, people wow. like my father was like Keenan Ivory Wins before Keenan Ivory Wins was Keenan mm. Ivory Wins. So um, it's just, it's in me. I've been doing skits since I was a toddler. Um, on my bucket list is to get on like Saturday Night Live or either create my own show, like recreating some of the skits my father wrote, um, writing my own. I have several um, things that I'm working on. So yeah, there's there's um, art pulsing all through my body, all through my spirit. I am I'm an artist. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's probably why we just we connected and yeah, but like yeah. looking looking at you when we were singing, it was like I can just see your note coming out of your mouth. It was like so easy <laughs> to do harmony. It was yeah, that, that's how I felt as well. It, it uh, just it just. Clicked. It worked. It made sense. Yeah. So I've, I probably have about 60 songs in my closet right now. Wow. Some songs that you know were never produced, but you know, I, I have gotten into production, you know, okay. especially playing guitar and keyboards. Um, pretty much I can play anything on the radio. I have a couple of friends that went to school for music and they get jealous because they're like, man, I went to school for music and you can just hear the song and go play it. And I can't believe you can do that. But I, I have to I have to do something. You can keep talking. I got to show you something. God gives, God gives us all different gifts, right? So you can't get mad because I know how to do something that you, you went to school to learn to do. It, it just comes naturally. So, um, and I enjoy it. I, it's not something I flaunt. It's just something that I enjoy. And, you know, I don't mind sharing what God gave me. So, oh, look at that. This is oh, my wow. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, hold on. <laughs> ah, this is my friend, y'all. So, I. Yes, playing by ear is definitely a talent. Ah, yes, the UGK reference, yes. Oh, not the acoustic, listen, I, I, I got you. Hey. I need your calendar link or whatever, however you schedule people, I just need some time. Because I, I, oh, man. Okay, so I am one that, so Nisa said, are we going to play something? I don't know if my brother would play something for us. I am not a musician, but I am one that has had so much trouble um, getting people to create music for me because I just write. Oh, man. Send me your location. <laughs> I, I've had so much trouble that I make sure that I have what I need. And if a person says, well, you know, I, I just try to eliminate the excuse. But this guitar was gifted to me for doing some work for my church. Wow. Yep, I did some things. I helped I helped them out during COVID. And this was actually gifted to me. And I mm. had this evaluated. Um, it's one of the Mexican strats. Uh, or Fender, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, Fender, Fender Stratocaster. Stratocaster. And it is apparently kind of rare. So I just brought it out last week. I usually was keeping it under lock and key. Awesome. And yeah, my favorite now. color. It is beautiful. So I would love for somebody to play. I've never even heard it played. Well, I've never oh. I tried. Really? To, I did try to take lessons, and the guy is an amazing player, and he played it. My fingers just don't—they they don't do. But you know, mm. <laughs> that's—that's not my ministry. Now, piano—I could probably pick up piano better than, you know, the chords are the same, but yeah, this, this Okay. So, so you got your got your instrument. What you gonna do for it? Um. Well, feeling a little something, something. If you play something I know, I'll sing. Here's, here's my version of yours. Ooh. Pretty fall. <laughs> I like it. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I like it. Y'all do know that we're going to have a jam session real soon. Y'all, If you know me, my I know my daddy. He knows. Oh. Oh, you got the toys over there. Oh, <laughs> this one, this one, this is an ovation. You can actually record tracks in it. Really? And play on top of the tracks. So. Okay, so I have this one thing that I used to do when I lived in Conyers in the country and I had two and a half acres and no neighbors to complain. But I want to uh -huh. do it again. I know I have neighbors and I live in Atlanta, but we're going to do it. So I want to host a bonfire jam session. Oh, my God. We got to do I used to host house concerts, and, and it was like a light acoustic set. And people just came and expressed themselves. People would do spoken word. People would do um, their original song. If you wanted to sing something that was, you know, recorded and released. I didn't care. We just expressed ourselves creatively. Mm. I'm feeling like it's time to schedule that. All right. I'm feeling like it's time to schedule that. Bonfire jam session. Who coming? Yeah. In the backyard. Yes, in the backyard. You've, Nisa, you've been to my house. Yes. I got the backyard. Listen, there was a basketball court back there. I didn't know. One day my neighbor <laughs> told me, the neighbors have all been here for a long time, and the neighbor said, you know there's a slab back there. There's a whole, there was a whole basketball court in my backyard, and I didn't know. So oh, now I have goodness. it. It, was, it had been grown over. The house was vacant for a while. So now I have the slab uncovered, so we have the perfect place for our house concert, our jam session. In the yeah, you got a nice stage already prepared for we you. Have a nice stage, yes. And I have, I get my yard treated for mosquitoes, so we won't get eaten up, y'all. Awesome. Yes, let's do this. Nisa raised her hand. She coming. I want to see everybody. I think I can easily accommodate about two hundred people without worrying about too much overflow. Let's get it. Let's that would get be it. awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. Maybe I can get my mother and my sister to come. They both sang like 
nobody's business, but they be trying to play. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm calling y'all out. I asked them if they would sing Saturday, and they was like, nah. Like, my sister is ridiculous. That sounds like my my uh, my two youngest daughters, because my oldest daughter, um, she's already finishing her first album. And when I was touring, I took my girls with me all the time. So she, all three of them can sing, but they've allowed her to take it on as a career. And they kind of they just kind of sing when they want to. That was me. <laughs> I just sang when I wanted to. <laughs> but like, I, so I was already I was already infatuated with trying to create a project and it, I was going to title it the them brown girls. Aww. Because like they that. they can sing, they can get it. But like so my daughter, her name is Kitty Camille, that brown girl. So she still uses Aww. that. Beautiful. Uh, Mickey Grayson said, your cliffhangers make you want to read the next book. Oh, yeah, she knows. Yes. You got to you got to get the um, you got to get those books, people got to get yeah. those books. I um, I can't wait to finish this book. I have a trip coming up this weekend, so I'll have some time in the airport sitting around. I'm definitely going to finish the first book and I got to get the second book. Because, whew. While I'm on vacation, I'm committed to finishing my first book. I wrote an ebook um, a couple weeks, about two weeks ago, but I haven't released it yet. It's just a real estate thing. This book I'm writing, that's launching my, that's launching my writing. Oh yeah, you're gonna go into overflow. I and you know what? I haven't even tapped into fiction. Man, I have stories though. I got stories for days because I'm an I'm an observer. I'm a people watcher. Yeah, that's me. I'm a. I just I allow my trips that I go on to people watch and just kind of observe, and I just mentally document. Yeah. Yeah. And then I find that that creative space, and and I'll probably write for six to eight hours. Have uh, somebody say ATL Kim Kim Johnson? Hey, face Kim said ATL. Here I come, girl. You know you always welcome. You got a bed anytime you want to pull up. Yes, I um, I I remember you telling me something else that you're doing. You have real talk. Um, can you tell us about? The um, part of the ministries that you work with. Oh, um, yes, yeah, with Solange, it's with uh, Sandra Velasquez. It's entitled um, "Keeping It Real," and okay. uh, again, we just we go beyond the superficial layers of church, and we just talk about things that are really relevant that you can't get answers from in church because most church is already scripted because most pastors, his whole doctrine is about getting you to go with the church vision and where his mindset is to influence the members <laughs> to flow with him. So uh, 
healing and, and resources and things that may be important to you, you may not have, to have that opportunity to, you know, have access to. So uh, the podcast gives you the opportunity to be able to, you know, tap into those kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what do you have coming up next? What is next for Will Brown? Well, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I have two ATM machines that are being uh, manifested even as we speak. We're trying to find, you know, a nice liquid location. The brother going to sell money. Yeah, I'm going to sell money. <laughs> and I'm just trying to live my best life, you yeah, know. Yeah, you got to love it. You got to yeah. love it. I have, I, have a, I have a film. I have a film. Uh, script treatment on my first four books that we haven't even talked about, which is entitled My Give Series. Uh, the first book is I've Got So Much to Give, which is the theme of Barry White's first, you know, one of his songs. And I, and, and I just really got enamored with, because music is so connected to me, that a lot of my book titles, you know, may come from song titles. I like it. Yeah. So the first book was entitled, I've Got So Much to Give, followed by the second book, I Gave It All, followed by the third book, My Cup Runs Over, followed by the final book, I Blame You. Ooh. And it's about these four characters, three of them being men and one being a woman, and they come from an urban community and they all become entrepreneurs. One has a cellular phone company and he's, he has his company built in the urban community to now create jobs for people who are less fortunate. And you have, his name is Trey. And then of course you have Q who owns a private jet service. And then you have JJ, who is a entertainment and sports attorney, and he's running for councilman, and he has this lavish nightclub called the Teapot. It's a six-story conglomerate of everything that you can imagine. Every night is a different theme. It's the best nightclub on the East Coast. Everybody goes there. The dope boys don't bring no guns. You know, because it's just one of those places you want to be, and there's no other place to be other than the teapot. Okay. And then you have T-Bird, who is the Beyonce of that time. And she's married to her husband, Sean, who's her manager. And they're gonna they're gonna end up getting divorced because he has a gambling problem. So he's going to liquidate all the finances only for JJ, Trey, and Q to refinance her next project. And now she's mad because, you know, he, he devoured all her money. Mm. And she has this cousin named Desiree, and they're identical cousins. They're, they're, they're identical in looks, mm -hmm. but they're two first cousins. That's and common in my family. I get it. <laughs> The mystery is that they grew up together, 
Both from Louisiana, one's mulatto, one is Cajun. And they both had the same characteristics, except Desiree is a hip hop magazine chief editor. So what Desiree wants, Desiree gets. <laughs> That's the theme of her. When she meets Q, her whole world's going to turn upside down, not knowing that her cousin knows Q because they're all in the same inner circle. The beauty of the friendship is that they keep their money stream amongst their network. So T-Bird is connected to the city. So she knows how to get all the grants. She, she knows everybody that's in the who's who political circle. She's created this foundation. And the foundation is helping, you know, inner city woman you know, come out of their situations and giving them better opportunities and resources and education and employment, along with Trey having his cellular phone business and he's helping by giving people jobs. And then of course, Q, he's flying around everyone's clients within the network, but rather it's T-Berg, Trey, and Trey just made the, the uh, fortune 500 list is one of the top oh, yeah. uh, companies with technology and innovation. And the story thickens because Trey is trapped by Octavia, who is sexually exploiting him for his money. And now she's having this baby. But because she's a loose woman. Oh, so he thinks she's exploiting him, but not just he cheated and got caught up. It's her. Well, he's he's a single man, CEO, so he can get oh, any so woman he, he wants. Okay, he's single. But he's just enamored with her sexual persuasion. <laughs> to, to say the lack of. Ah. But it, and 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 he's trapped and his, all of you know Trey I, I mean JJ Q and T Berg is trying to convince him that she's not the woman for you you have to let her go so ironically he meets Kalada who's the southern belle and she's going to be everything that he wants but now he has to deal with Octavia having that baby. The underlying story with that is that Octavia ain't no dumb woman. She helped him build the business. Okay. So now the arrangement with the baby was an agreement because she already knew that he wasn't going to marry her. So the agreement was to give me a baby. But she's sleeping with other men. So he's denying the baby it that unfortunately, is. but you got to get into book four to get the story. Oh, <laughs> man. So you're going to have me. I got six books to read now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, here's the caveat T Bird has her 
album release party, Desiree comes with her 14 people entourage for T-Bird to meet Darnell, who's going to be this tall glass of water, and T-Bird has to have him. But Darnell works for Desiree. So he's one of her editors and it's going to be the biggest mistake she ever made because she's going to end up having a relationship with him only to find out that he was on the DL. Plot thickens because Desiree flies on one of Q's planes to New York to cover a basketball game, not knowing that Q is connected to her cousin T-Bird. And she's raving about this hunk of a man that owns this jet service and she has to get with him. And T-Bird is laughing because he's like, that's my boy. But you do not need to be bothered with him because he is every woman's nightmare. He has no reverence for any woman because he doesn't watch Trey with Octavia. He's looking at T-Bird and her husband being divorced. And then on top of that, JJ's wife, Vivian, is an actress. She comes from a family that has an accounting business. They're very well off. The brother doesn't want to be a part of the business. He's a dope boy. Now the feds are after him. He's trying to cover child support debts and trying to stay away from the feds because they can never catch him. He goes to Vivian to ask Vivian for money and gives her his car as collateral because he's trying to finalize his last dope deal to settle his child support and try to figure out now what's going to be his next move. Only to find out that his two partners did a homicide in Miami and the feds made a deal with them that they will eradicate the homicide deal to set him up because they wanted him that bad. So now he gets arrested, but Vivian took the money out of the foundation that T-Berg owns. To help her brother. <laughs> to help her brother. Oh. Now, she has, now she has to tell her husband, JJ, that she took the money. And he's like, why didn't you come to me for the money? T-Berg trusted you with the foundation because your forte is accounting. So you didn't have to take the money. You could, I could have gave you the money. So now we're dealing with a trust issue in the marriage. Uh, it's, yeah. it's deep. It's the four book series. It's the, it's super uh, deep. Cause I get into each character, the layers because T because Desiree and Q are one of a kind. Mm. They are the flip side of each other's coin. 
He's used to having his way with every woman. And she's used to having her way with every man. And the caveat is that they have Desiree and T-Berg have the secret because Desiree actually sings better than T-Berg. But she allowed T-Berg to have the career. Okay. Wow. It's deep. I, you know, I just I just stretched my imagination to all these characters that I'm bringing I'm, I'm bringing a lot of layers to to who they are wow yeah okay well we will have so, to definitely have you back and yes have a more in-depth conversation I think that all of you viewers of mine of the blowing bubbles podcast, I think that you should let me know when you've read the book. At least the I Surrender and No Rhyme or Reason. Absolutely. Because here's the caveat to that. Conversation. I wrote those books in 2017-18. And of course, you know, I've, I've done quite a bit of networking through Atlanta and of course, you know, trying to get to Tyler Perry. And I know I'm on the right path because somehow those books got into the wrong hands and Tyler Perry came out with sisters. Mm. So when you look at the series Sisters on BET and you read my book, you're going to see the similarities. Wow. So it's unfortunate when you got money, you can do that. But yeah, they, they kind of stole a piece of the story and embellished it to make it what they need for TV. But it lets me know I'm in the, I'm in the right place. Yeah. Because we're talking 2016, 17. So. Okay. Okay. Well. We just have to create our own version. Yeah. It's, it's timing, you know. God's timing never fails. So for that reason, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm impressed. But I'm the original, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and when my turn comes, it's not going to be the yeah. competition. Absolutely. And it's like when... When you um, go to the grocery store and, and you want some bread, you can choose from like 20 different types of sliced bread. Yeah. You know, it's, there's room for all of us and your your gift will make room for you. Absolutely. And so my books are on Amazon um, for all you Kindle users. You can download the Kindle app and you can also, you know, get the book on Kindle. It's definitely a cheaper version, $2.99. If you're like most people that want something tangible in their hands, um, you can actually uh, email me through Will, Will Brown, the author, at Gmail. Or you can reach me on Will Brown, the author, on Facebook. And um, I can give you the link so that you can actually order the hard copy, which would be twelve ninety nine, if you want the tangible book. 
you know, because some people just want to hold something in their hand or tuck it under their arm. And I but, put uh, the email in the in the link in the comments, so you all can just click on it and email him, and uh, that way you will have you can get the tangible book if you would like, or you can just go to Amazon and get the Kindle version. I want physical books. So. Uh oh, I lost my guest. So we are wrapping up. I'm not sure if Will is going to be able to join, jump back on. His uh, device may have. There we go. He's back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah so. so I, I so I definitely uh, encourage you all to. Um, utilize my Facebook page or my email and um, I can provide you the direct link and um, we can have another session and really be able to collaborate and get into some in-depth questions. Um, I'm currently working with the Eastern Stars who are really about to fly me to a whole nother level and um, I'm really excited about this because I'm, I'm in the order and uh, these women are very supportive <clears throat> we've already had 12 women read the book they're getting ready to um, get in touch with their grand matron who has the uh, empowerment of telling everyone this is the book that we're going to focus on here's the link and we're talking about 2,000, 3,000 women. Yeah. And whatever the grand matron says, they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to them reading the book so that we can set up uh, a date to have some table talk. That's so dope. That is so dope. Yeah. And speaking of the stars, I am doing a fundraising campaign for our chapter's scholarship fund because I am queen of the chapter. So, hey, I haven't really done anything formal, but man, help your girl out. Next term, I'm going to run again for next year. So I'm going to be doing some really official stuff, but I will not be mad if y'all cash at me and say scholarship, zail me. Space scholarship, you will definitely get a receipt that shows a charitable contribution. I am about a whole lot of money away from my goal. <laughs> oh, because I've just been doing so many things, but I definitely have a lot more money to raise. So help me out, please, and thank you. Yeah, help a sister out. Yes. Well, Will, I am so, so, so very impressed. I love the story. I can't wait to collaborate with you on so many things. Like, I feel like we can just create for days. Um, I wish book. there were more people that have read the book, though, because it would really give us a whole no, another level of conversation. Yeah. That oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that. And I will, I will bring people up. Like, my one, my one sis on here, um, Nisa, she has a uh, podcast they air on Thursday nights and it's three of them ladies I'm on their thing like just about every week and and in the comments 
been engaging in, I know those ladies can have, they can, we can have a real, real live conversation with them. But we're working on an initiative together and we have a building in Austell that we're going to be working out of and we can do the types of things that we're talking about. We okay. can do those things. And I would love for you to be able to uh, tap in with us. And our, our initiative is really, it stemmed from the whole incident in Chicago where uh, Jeremy Brown was killed. Okay. That incident. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of talk about men that were in that restaurant who did nothing. Mm. In my opinion, first of all, the men were old. I wouldn't have expected them to do anything. But also, where's the line that you draw when you see something? Um, like that happening, unfolding before you that you recognize, hmm, do I sacrifice myself, potentially sacrifice my life? Um, you know, everybody isn't built like that. I, I did share with you some things that I saw last week. Yes. I'm not a person that can really sit back and just watch it. Um, I, and I haven't really shared this publicly. I, I talked to Will about it, but I saw a young girl assaulted and abducted last week. And it took everything in me to stay in my truck. I stopped. I blew my horn. They did see that I saw, he saw that I saw him. But it didn't stop him from dragging that girl and throwing him in her car. And I called 911. And I followed him and gave him the license plate number. I don't care. It took everything in me to not get out of the car. And had it not been for that incident in Chicago, I don't know if I would have um, had that restraint in that moment. Mm -hmm. But those of you who know me know. And as a mother of three sons, I'm just as, as much of a dirtbag as I, I feel like <clears throat> abusers are I don't want to be the one taking somebody's son or father or brother out of this world I just didn't want to do it so yeah um, but so we have very stimulating conversations like that and I would love yeah. we, we started an initiative and we're going to continue to build upon that so that we can do our part to reach that next generation. Because there's a couple generations in there that got lost. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's really sad. We want to make sure that we're reaching people. We're giving people um, practical guidance to make sound decisions. Uh, not, just, not just was he, that, that Jeremy person, um, wrong for beating on that woman, but what led to that level of escalation, that confrontation? Like, you got your son with you. You out here, why are you going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a man? Why, are, you know, she needed to exercise some restraint too, in my opinion. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine, there's nothing in the world that could have made me 
argue with a grown man, especially somebody I don't know, never seen before. Uh, so there's some culpability on both parts. And uh, unfortunately, one person lost their life and a child took that life. So he's impacted forever. Yes. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, he saved his mother, but you can't come back from that. That's not a video game. You don't get to press reset on murder. Exactly. Justified or not, that's murder. And so um, I just, I don't like the feeling of helplessness and hope, definitely not hopelessness. I want to do whatever I can to um, pour into the next, that next generation. And not just the youngins, the, the younger women behind me and they're still in their 40s, not making who nobody poured into them when they were younger. I always had right. a strong village. Right. Um, 40s and 30s and 20s. They may be grown already and still don't have the good sense God gave them. So it's a it's a passion of mine, but it's definitely a necessary ministry that um, I think you would be um, perfect to yeah, connect some dots. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So I am going to wrap up from here. I don't want to get heavy and, and weigh this thing down. We have had so much fun. Yes, you have do. stimulated my brain cells. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel like I know these characters, D and Laura, and, and I just I want to dig into this. Matter of fact, I'm going to dig into the book tonight. I'm going to dig into the book when I fly out on Saturday, I probably will already have re read this book. You so, absolutely will. Yes. Let me tell you now, go ahead and put your pajamas on because once you read the first chapter, you're not going to stop. I already know, man. You're going to have <laughs> me sitting up here stop. like straight stuck on this drama and is going to be crazy. But I'm not even mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. And it's just going to help me to finish and encourage me to finish writing my book. I'm like... Yes, it will. Yes, I'm it at will. least halfway done. At least what yeah. I think it should be halfway. Well, it's going to definitely get your creative juices going because it's already inside. It's waiting to come out. It is. It is. Well, I want to thank you so very much for joining me. I want to thank this episode's sponsor again, thank Luxie you. Wild and Free. They are the bougie bohemians. And for a 10% coupon code, when you purchase your first order, or any order for that matter, just put that promo code bubbles in there. All right. All right. Well, you know how we sign off over here. We just say, stay popping. Stay popping. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God.